Welcome to FCS Unscripted, a new podcast for One Team FCS, where we look at the stories behind every one in Franklin County Schools. Welcome to FCS Unscripted. This is Superintendent Mark Kopp, and uh, we have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking about education leadership, and I have a very special guest uh, joining us today, Scott Murphy from PEBC. Uh, Scott has been working with us with leadership development for nine years now. Is that right, Scott? Nine years, yes, indeed. First of all, tell us what PEBC is. We know what it is, but the (laughs) listeners may not. Absolutely. So PEBC is the Public Education and Business Coalition, 40 years uh, nonprofit out of Colorado. Awesome. And PEBC, like I said, has been a very strong partner with our district for for many years, and specifically you. Um, This is my seventh year superintendent, and uh, one of the first people I was introduced to as superintendent was you, uh, who, who had already been working with the district on leadership development. Uh, so over that time, what have you kind of seen in terms of growth of our of our educational leaders? I, I, that's interesting. I think one of the things that I've seen is just greater continuity. You know, every every system has your highs and lows, your sort of scattered spaces, the the stars, so to speak. And what I see now is a real high level across the board. That's great. That you've got you've got leaders doing really strong work. And I I literally just finished up with Annie Bradley and he recognized that there are five principles in place right now that seven years ago came through the aspiring leaders work That's wonderful. in the district. Yes, that is great. Um, by the way, I should have started this off by saying, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, Scott. Um, you know, that was rude of me not to have you introduce yourself to the audience. Not at all. I, you know, it's funny you say that because I think all the time I, I want my, my introduction to sort of be exposed over time of what I say and what I do. But the bottom line is this is 32 years of education for me. Um, I have been everything from a middle school teacher an English teacher at the high school level. I taught overseas. Um, I've been a director for uh, English and professional development in a district in Colorado of 150 schools. I've been an elementary principal. Um, I, I've kind of run the gamut through K-12 and have been fortunate in that because I get to bring all of that into this space. Well, I've, I've told multiple people this, that you're one of the smartest people I've ever <laughs> met and known. And uh, the way that you uh, have the ability to, to work with leaders is just unmatched. I've never seen anything like it. So we're, we're thrilled to be able to partner with you. And getting back to what you're saying about what Mr. Bradley said, uh, mm-hmm. the aspiring leaders, that's something that we're, uh, we're bringing back to the district this year. Why is it important to grow your own? Because the, all the context is already built in, and and people that come through the system have the history, they have the relationships, they have the context to the challenges that currently exist, and they see the modeling of the wonderful leadership that's already in place. And as you know, as well as anybody, um, finding people is difficult. Oh, I mean, let, let's, let's just be honest about this. Yeah. It, 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 a sustainable feeder of your leaders coming up who are excited and know the families and communities it is a desperate need for us. It is. And we're seeing more and more of, you know, a need not just for leaders, obviously, right. but also for teachers. We we do have a teacher shortage here in the state. Uh, so what can districts do? What what are some things that we can do to help not just grow uh, our own leaders, but also to make education uh, a more enticing option for people to think about as a, as a career choice? 
Well, I mean, I will go back to last night, right? Where we had the conversation right. and you had a group of people in here really thinking about innovation. Mm -hmm. And I love what you had put out there is we have to think at the district level of what makes this an enticing profession for educators, leaders, everyone, and what makes the classrooms innovative and enticing and exciting once we're in those spaces for kids and families. And I think where I go with that is, as I mentioned, it's the pairing of these great ideas that move us forward with the fundamental foundational elements of education, which are about humanity, about collaboration, about thinking, about relationships. And if we can pull those two together, I don't think anyone wants to leave a space in which those things are firmly in place. Right. And the uh, meeting that you mentioned last night, we've put together an, innov innov an innovation committee mm -hmm. here at uh, Central Office that consists of community members, we have teachers, we have uh, classified staff, we have our administrators on it. And in looking at innovation, that's something that you, I think, have seen across the country in the districts that you that you work in. Uh, what's the key to uh, any type of innovation, in your opinion? What, what are things that have to be in place for a district to be able to introduce something that's innovative? Oh, wow. That's a really, really good question. Uh an open mind that what we currently do is both good and can change. Right. Like, I, you know, education, it's, it's, it's to some degree a vacuum that holds us in space. <laughs> yes, it And does. we have to let go to move forward. So a district that actually promotes the letting go of to find something new, I think it's also a space in which challenging ourselves to make mistakes all the way from a classroom environment in which we honor it culturally up to a system level in which we celebrate it and actually push it into the system of say, we may fail, but let's fail forward. I mean, that language, right? It's, it's uh, courage, right? Courage. I, I think you got, you have to be courageous and you have to be willing to uh, really kind of push against the norm, so to speak. Oh yeah. And I think what we're going to learn throughout this process this year with uh, this innovation committee is we're, we're very hopeful that we're going to have some outcomes that are going to have some significant short-term and long-term effects uh, in the district. When you, uh, you've had the opportunity the last few days to work with our leaders, uh, what are some qualities that you've seen with our leaders that kind of stick out to you as this is, you know, the, these are folks we have that are, they're on the right seat on the bus. These are the right people. Yes. Yeah. I, I believe what I see is a pairing of this, a sense of confidence, a sense of clarity of direction that they're taking their schools, a sense of intentionality as to the structures and systems and behaviors that they bring themselves, but also the things they're promoting within their schools. And this is the big thing, Mark, paired with a sense of humility, mm -hmm. curiosity, I'm thinking of this morning's conversation at the at the village is is sort of laughing about I'm willing to say when I'm wrong. I'm willing to say I don't know. Another principal saying I'm willing to call the district because I'm not quite sure about something. That pairing is both inspiring to be around because it models what we want to be, but it also says that I'm good and I'm growing. Yeah. I'm good and I'm growing. Mm -hmm. And I and I think uh, something that I've promoted is this idea that, you know, a central office only exists to support the schools. Mm -hmm. That is our sole function. And we all, it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, we want the schools to succeed. It makes the district succeed. And ultimately, uh, it's, it's all about the students succeeding, which brings us to our next point, and that's the promise. Uh, a couple of years ago, this district, we went through 
uh, a year-long process of working on mission, vision, and we we finally settled on this idea that you know when you have when you develop a mission or a vision statement, a lot of times they're they're words, and sometimes you can remember them, sometimes <laughs> you can't, and uh, it's it's almost like in in my I'm just being honest. I think that that can get very compliant, and I detest compliance. Sure. So we settled on this idea of creating and crafting a promise, and you helped us develop that promise. And, and ultimately, the promise boils down to every student succeeds. Uh, can you kind of talk through us uh, to us about what you saw in that work and what you, you're kind of uh, thinking about the promise uh, is? Well, I, and I remember going back to that space of we talked about mission and vision, and that language is just sits out there because it's in everybody's place. And when we settled on that idea of a promise, that was a whole different set of language. And the first part of that process was to identify what is a promise and how does that differ from something like a vision and mission. Right. And it basically, it, it's a thing that you look in the eyes of someone, and when you break a promise, you're going you're gonna to break trust. You're going to break all right. those things. So just even you landing on the language of promise and moving that forward and continuing to use that is super powerful. And then the other big piece is just the idea of each and every one. Yes. Moving away from language of all in which people can get lost. But when we say each and every one, and I'm looking at my bracelet That's right, right here. Me too. Hashtag yeah. everyone. Yeah. When I look at that, then there's an individual, a name, a family, a data point, a human being that sits there that can't get lost in the data. It humanizes the the idea that already is pretty specific. But when you really think about every single child, that's an activity we did with all of our leaders this summer. We had a picture of a child that mm. we just selected at random yeah. that was, you know, in their school. And we asked them to talk about that child. And let's look at the data behind this child. And right. this is something that we're going to continue to do throughout the course of the year because we have to make sure that Every single child is is able to succeed, and success looks different for a lot of uh, a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, we we have to look at it socially, emotionally, academically, mentally, uh, performance, arts based. There's all kinds of variables, and I I do like this idea of, <laughs> of, of bringing focus to it. Uh, so talking to uh, talking to you, and and we're talking about leadership. If there are districts out here that are listening to this podcast, and I know a couple of friends of mine do, uh, yeah, and, and fellow districts, uh, what can Scott Murphy bring to those districts that you've already brought to us? Just kind of uh, encapsulate what you you know what your focus is as a leader. Absolutely, um, I think it is it is someone who brings a broad perspective of many different places, has a deep tool case that yeah. that can come in with resources thinking of myself in that way, of being able to kind of help people see themselves in their current space, help them define a future space, and then honestly identify the pathways, especially around leadership and systems that will help take you in those places. And then to be alongside it, because as we know, the relationship between design and implementation is we can design it. It's not going to play itself out exactly that way. So to have someone along the way who understands bumps, diversions, et cetera, and is able to bring you back and then just have a thought partner. Right. We, know, we know leadership can be isolating in, in its role. It is lonely. And, and to That's have correct. someone impartial sort of outside your space to move you along and help you along and not judge or anything like that. Yep. Um, as you know, within this district, I think that's what your leaders most appreciate. Yeah, hundred percent. If you know that 
They've mentioned that time after time again. Uh, their time that they get to spend with you is precious, mm-hmm. and and time is the most precious commodity that we in education have. It is for me as well. And speaking of time, it is now time for fun facts with Scott Murphy. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right, Scott Murphy, what's your favorite food? Spaghetti. Oh, that's easy, quick. All right, what is your favorite movie of all time? Breaking Away. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's uh, 70. That's old school. It's like yes. 78, 79. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I became a biker probably because of that. Okay. Movie. All right. <laughs> what is your favorite television show or streaming show of all time? Oh, I, I got hooked on Breaking Bad. <laughs> that's a guilty, that's that's a guilty realization. <laughs> that's great. And the last one, and then you will be off the hot seat. What is your favorite either type of music or music musical performer? So easy. Blues, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ah, that's great. <laughs> I tell you what, this was a lot of fun, Scott, and, and we sure appreciate you you joining us and getting to share uh, about education leadership, and we sure appreciate having you in the district. Though. So so thank you so much. We really appreciate you. I appreciate you as well, Mark. Thank All you so right. much, bud. Well, that's that's it for this episode, and we are out. Well, that wraps it up for this week's episode of FCS Unscripted. Thank you for listening in, and I encourage you to subscribe and follow this weekly podcast, where we will share updates, information, and interviews with hashtag everyone, the wonderful students and staff who make up One Team FCS. Have a great week, everybody.